Ugh, these guys again. Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listening for all things comics. I'm talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I have to forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is that we will spoil the hell out of it. <laughs> I'm your host, and with my other three victims, Michael, Richard, and Jeremy, we bring you a tale, and with all that being said... Let's get things started. <laughs> All right, it is October 22nd. It's a good number, by the way. <laughs> Today <laughs> is the Comically Comics second annual Halloween, whatever this is. Special. Special, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Words. <laughs> Yes. Woo. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all got a chance yet to see Werewolf by Night in Color? No, I want to, though. Is it? I'm kind of. I don't want to do that. Is it out? I thought it came out on Halloween. No, uh, yeah, it's out. Oh, well, I, no. I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on. Uh, I was just. had turned on Disney Plus the other day. I was like, oh, hey, it's in color. But I, yeah, I mean, like, I can see where you're going, which me and Michael, like, it, it's nice. I, you know, we kind of talked about it during that review. Is like the giving the old feel to it with the black and white. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of interested to see it in color. Cool. We're not talking about that tonight at all. Yeah. <laughs> Good side note. We right, right. <laughs> We're going to review Batman: The Long Halloween, not the movie, not the cartoon movie that was out that Richard was was taking a gander at before this. But the actual book by Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb. <laughs> not, so, not Frank Miller. I said Frank Miller in a previous episode. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> That's year one, which also has Tim Sale as the artist, which is probably what I'm thinking, which is also, this is like a continuation of that story. Because year one is obviously year one. This is kind of year two and year three of the Batman like story. I was reading online. There's like a sequel to this Long yeah. Halloween as well. It's um, the Dark, Dark Vic- Victory. Yeah, Dark Victory. I have Victory. it as well. It's it's good. I, I feel like this one better personally. I got you. Spoilers. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give his whelming on it though. He just said he liked it. Yeah. Speaking of whelmings, Jeremy, what is your whelming of this book as a as a whole? Because this is 13 issues originally when it was printed out. And, uh, but, you know, we kind of, I, I, we all did like a trade or whatever type of deal. So, yeah. As a whole, this story, what's your, what's your whelming on it? I'm pleasantly well. I, I, I enjoyed reading it and trying to figure <laughs> out as far as like who, who's going to be and like the actual, who's a holiday. Um, and, you know, the good thing was like I, not having a whole lot of comic book back, background that kind of thing like they didn't use crazy out outside characters that i had no idea who these people were so i liked being able to follow along like i understand for the most part of who all the characters were because they were just main like the big hitters for the most part um and and the the twist at the end and all that kind of stuff that was that was cool my one thing was like it didn't feel like batman was doing a whole lot of detective in it 
Like he wasn't using many, like like you know we've talked about gadgets before and stuff like that. Like he didn't he didn't feel like he was doing a whole lot of that stuff. Um, so just it was a little lackluster in that part of it to me, but overall it was still a good book to read. Yeah, you know you saying the whole like detective part, I hadn't even thought about that. But that is like one of our biggest things that we want to see in the movies yeah. is more detective Batman, and for this to be like a murder mystery type story there really was like no detective work it was like hey somebody's killed i'm on my way <laughs> and that was, like, <laughs> yeah. bro you're too late <laughs> yeah uh, what i was gonna comment on that as well like uh this definitely is not like he's not the world's greatest detective in this and the one of the things that they do in the movie while i was watching it is they specifically say when batman's like shows up they're like you gotta get better at this detective work because, like, <laughs> kind of at the end of this, and what, what I'm also getting at, too, is, once again, it's, like, his his second year of being Batman. Uh, it moves into the third year as well okay. while the story goes on. But at the end of this, he kind of doesn't solve the mystery. We Like, we, the audience, learn the mystery. Right. Like, he never really solved it. Um, so, yeah, like, I guess we're sort of seeing him grow into the being a, like, I guess this is what motivates him to become the world's greatest detective, if you will. Okay, that is some better light shined on it. Uh, and, and as far as like the characters you're talking about, ones that you, you know, knew and stuff like that, I thought they threw some, they threw a, a few obscure characters in there that people <laughs> don't get enough credit for, or, or you know, they don't get talked about a whole lot. It's, it's kind of sad sometimes. I mean, some of the characters that are in there, and there's like three in my mind in particular that I'm like, yeah. oh, those poor guys. So that I mean, like I knew. The one of the ones that stuck out that I didn't really know, uh, Calendar Man, I didn't really know him. Okay. Um, and all the, however the family tree went of, of the the Falcons and Maronis, I, I had no idea about yeah. all that. Um, but like the, and I, I remember, I had vaguely kind of remembered something about Solomon. Okay. But uh, yeah, not not much about him really. Solomon Grundy want pants too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one I figured you wouldn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. Of course, didn't know any like his whole story. I felt like, like I said, it it, it kind of rang a bell a little bit whenever I was reading it, or at least sounded familiar. But I couldn't couldn't tell you where I'd heard it or anything like that. There's not much to Solomon Grundy, honestly. Well, it didn't, didn't seem like it during that yeah. this read. So. <laughs> he's um he's in the Arkham City game. Um, I think it's Arkham City. Maybe it's Arkham Origins. I forget. He's in Maybe one of the Arkham games um, as like a boss fight. And uh, yeah, all you really need to know is he's a zombie. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty Apparently much. likes one one particular poem or something. Yeah. He's it's born the, on a Monday. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> we're, I have the whole poem written down and everything. It's Solomon uh, Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on a Tuesday, married on a Wednesday, took ill on a Thursday, grew worse on a Friday, died on a Saturday, buried on a Sunday. That was the end of Solomon Grundy. It's a poem from 1942 by James Orchard uh, Hallowell. I guess that's how you say that. And, it, and like a little spoiler on this one, whenever later, whenever Dent said the whole thing to him, I didn't know if it was going to be like a, like the little lullaby for Hulk that would like Solomon Grundy like, uh, to sleep or something. I want to say it does do something to him when you say it to him. Um, 
but I, I, I can't remember because I don't really. Yeah. I haven't read a lot of stories that has Solomon Grundy in it because there's not that many. <laughs> yeah. Hey, big guy, sun's getting low. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, what is your whelming on this, this story? Uh, I'm pleasantly whelmed. I think I would be overly whelmed because, like, I'm I'm so I'm on that knife's edge of overly whelmed. But and you kind of asked this off podcast before we started, but the art. The art kind of <laughs> fall, makes yeah. me fall back. And there's particular certain ones, because some of it I'm like, ooh, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then there's others. It's mostly Catwoman that I'm like, oh, I hate <laughs> this. I hate this so much. <laughs> well, he's got like, every now and then, he like to me, it looked like a, a derp face on some of these that he would, he would <laughs> yeah. draw. And I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that's just Tim Sale, his art. I want to say he did... Uh, Captain America Blue or uh, White, I mean. Um, and I think he did it. I can't remember. There's one of those books. It's like Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man yep. Blue, yep. Captain America White, and uh, was it Hulk Gray. I want to say he did one of those or did all of them. Maybe I'm misrem- misremembering. Someone's probably screaming at me. Anyway. Probably it, Frank it, Miller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 not like I actually would know anyways <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's hit or miss Tim Sale yeah, yeah I agree yeah Catwoman definitely gives me like fresh out of surgery Michael Jackson vibes <laughs> yes absolutely that is uh that's right on the nose there the uh the cartoon gives her a better way better look um, by the way, this is the one that Jensen Ackles uh, voices Batman in it. Oh, I and, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the other guy. Oh man, um, Troy. It, is it on HBO or? It's yeah, it's on Max. Part one and part two. I was going to suggest we should watch it maybe and do a review for a future episode at some point. It's it's quite good. Uh, different. Um, I think I yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm just going on about the show, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the Catwoman art is real bad. Real bad. Real, real bad. <laughs> Costume's a little wonky, too. Yeah. Um, not horrible, but wonky. Definitely just odd. Yeah. So, as for me, I was pleasantly whelmed by this. It's my first time reading it. And honestly, I could see myself reading this probably once a year as it gets close to this Halloween time and stuff like that. It's pretty easy, smooth read and stuff like that. Uh, the the first issue as we get into it just kind of it, it seems to be the longest of the bunch and then the last issue seems to be right there at par as being you know those are the longest issues but the first issue gets so much set up as you'll see when we talk about it that it, it helps to carry the story along so no fault there uh, artwork is it's good sometimes and other times it's like what are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's one picture of Bruce when he's on top of a bus and I, he's just, his face is just full of just, and I'm like, whoa, that's a, that's a pretty scary face you made there, Bruce. What's going on? <laughs> face only a mama can love. Oh, wait. Right. Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> that was the Mother's Day issue too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to my notes, but yeah, he was tripping balls that episode. Or that yeah. issue. Yeah, right? Right? Okay, let's dive into this. Issue number one is labeled Chapter One. It's 
called Crime. We have Selena and Bruce attend John Vitti, Carmine Falcone's nephew's wedding. Carmine has business with Bruce Wayne and Gotham City Bank. Batman, Gordon, and Dent make a pact. Batman and Dent find the mob's money. Holiday claims its first victim on Halloween. Uh, we finish off with the Dent household lit up like a jack-o'-lantern. And my first note on this was, why does Selena Kyle look like Michael Jackson? Like we've already talked about. <laughs> Not only, uh, yeah, I, my note was just weird looking Selena. And then right the first age with Bruce, I'm like, that's a weird looking Bruce. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like the way they, they have the shadow cast, it looks like he's got like a weird mustache, like on the corners of his like mouth. <laughs> Um, yeah. And like a pinpoint nose or almost a penis nose. Yeah. He does have a very pointy <laughs> nose because there's another point. I, I want to say I commented when he's like in the Batman uh, costume. I'm like, what's up with his nose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to like page three and you see Carmine. And you're like, that's a good, that's like, that's an awesome drawing right there. Like that looks amazing. Yeah. For me anyways, that's how it was. The other note that I have is that when we actually get to, like, the money part where they find the money, there was, I was like, wow, this is a straight-up Dark Knight from um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Like, that's what this reminds me of right here. And, like, my trade paperback has stuff from Christopher Nolan in it where he's talking and stuff like Mm. that and how he got influenced for the Dark Knight by with this book. Yeah. And there's a few times where I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, like, just noticing. So... And that was one of them, was just the, the stockpile of money and then them lighting it on fire. I was like, that's that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Christopher Nolan took inspiration from this book. Uh, Matt Reeves for The Batman took inspiration from this book, along with uh, Year One and I want to say Dark Victory as well. I can't remember. There's a story. I, I told y'all before that we re- it's revealed that Catwoman is uh, Falcone's, like, uh, illegitimate daughter in the story. Yeah. I guess it's in year one that I'm thinking of, or maybe Dark Victory. But the reason why Falcone has those three cuts, like he does in the Batman when Selena does it to him, is because it's it's Selena that gives him those cuts oh. as Catwoman. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was looking for it in this, and I thought I'd missed it honestly because I remember you saying something about it. It might be in this long Halloween, so I was looking for it, but I never. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Though. I'm uh, I'm just getting old and I misremembered. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, they definitely were like hinting towards it. So yeah. I would say since Dark Victory is the sequel to this, it's more than likely just educated guess. I would say it's in that though, so, because it, it seemed like through talks with Batman and Selina at certain points and certain issues, it was hinting towards that. Yeah. So cool. What else y'all got for this first issue? Uh, I got a few things. I, I love the the. Uh, I don't know what page number it is, but I love the page where it is um, Gordon on the phone talking, I believe, with his uh, wife, Barbara, and then Dent comes in, and it's all yellow and blue, but it looks very noir. I love that image, or that whole page. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really cool. The bat silhouette when Carmine is at that, like, party, like the the wedding... (laughs) The bat silhouette flying over looks so weird. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening there? Um, it's an ink block going rogue. Yeah, but it looks like it. The way it's designed, <laughs> it looks like the bat should be flying like, like towards the reader, but it's flying away from the reader. 
Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just odd looking. Oh, the, it, it, like, he's also got, to me, an insanely long cape. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, it was, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this has Invincibles written all over it. And no. like, <laughs> this is not good. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to say, yeah, there's an Invincible moment later on yeah, in the story. Is. But yeah, this is where he has the like spawn cape where it is just, it's ever flowing and it almost has a mind of its own. It looks like tendrils at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that when they illustrate Batman's cape like that personally, because it makes him look like demonic almost or something. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like how it looks all, uh, like you said, kind of tenderly, like, and tattered at the ends. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's cool. I just, it, to me, it was like, it's, it's absurdly long. Like, oh, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> like, he would trip over it if he wasn't careful. Yes. Uh, maybe it retracts. <laughs> <laughs> With y'all talking about the cape and stuff like that, I, I haven't, like, actually looked at it, looked at it, but I'm, I'm here at the page where Batman meets... Catwoman for the first time we see anyways mm-hmm. yeah and his logo kind of matches that with the, like curls at the end oh in, yeah in his on his chest piece and then he's got the little hooks that come up the top on it like close to his shoulders and I don't know if that's throughout I didn't notice it throughout but that's almost like a, a, a like flashpoint Batman he's got those like hooks on his shoulders or whatever or almost like a Todd McFarlane Batman yeah he does that sometimes yeah I don't. I'd have to look at the flashpoint. I don't know it off, off the top of my head, but yeah, it, it does match that. It, it, and then, like the next sort of panel when they're fighting, uh, he throws like a smoke bomb or something. It looks like better. It, it, I don't know. Tim Sale's very like one panel doesn't match the other. <laughs> <laughs> Which like let's talk about this Catwoman design real quick. Uh, <laughs> like the the ears, the tail, like the whiskers she looks like a furry like i'm just gonna she looks like a fucking furry like she should be at a furry convention i hate it i really don't like it they they give her like good god at the anatomy like her breasts and abs like jesus christ she looked like she could crush you with those abs um I don't know. I, I really don't like it at all, this design. I know, uh, once again, one of the Arkham games, the skins you can unlock is this costume, and it's just it's just as bad <laughs> as it is in the comic. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah. She must do jazzercise, because, like, <laughs> she is pretty toned up and fit, but, like, at the same time, her, her knee-high boots and stuff and her gloves are just, like, baggy right there towards the top. So I'm like... Yeah, you were definitely like jazzercising before all this. There's no way you are. <laughs> She's a maniac, maniac. <laughs> um, the uh, the image with Batman standing when he goes to greet uh, Gordon and Harvey, uh, and he's standing in front of the bat signal. I love that image. I think it's great. Yeah. He's got his like arms crossed and the capes like covering his arms. It just looks really cool to me. What gentlemen? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I like that as well. Yeah. Also, just I just took down some panels just from this one issue, but throughout scattered throughout this entire series up until the the end of it, there is so much foreshadowing of Harvey Dent, like literal foreshadowing where half his face, the face that's going to get mm-hmm. destroyed is covered in shadow. <laughs> right? It yeah. is ridiculous how many panels there are of him with just half his face cast in shadow. <laughs> well, that and also, like, how many times we re-see the same panel as well. 
but just different circumstance. Like, towards the end of their, like, pack meeting or whatever, we see that same panel again at the very last issue after he's turned to Harvey Dent, or after he's turned to Two-Face. Oh, cool. So. I didn't pick up on that. That's cool. Um, the uh, the last thing, I think it's the last thing. No, there's still a lot more. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try to burn through these real quick. Uh, I love that transition from the one page to the next with the panel where it's uh, the holiday making the uh, w- the choice of weapon that he uses to kill these people. And we see the baby bottle nipple and then it transitions to Gordon cleaning like dishes and the baby bottle yeah. and the nipples there as well. Um, I just think that's a cool little transition from one page to the next. It's It seems like a very cinematic sort of transition that you'd see like in a movie, but it's, it's in a yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, they kind of leave a clue. Maybe I shouldn't spoil who the, the holiday killer is just yet, but they leave a clue in one of these panels that I'll maybe come back to once we reveal that. Um, the splash page of uh, whatever, the, the nephew VD. I forget his first name. Johnny. Johnny, that's it. Old Sorry. Johnny trying to take a bath. Yeah, he's taking a bath. I, it's very Sin City with the black and white. Right? And then the splash of red. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. The blood. I, I think that's great. Um, when Bat, yeah, I think it's when Batman meets Catwoman for the first time, or maybe it's the second time. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Catwoman. Batman is fucking huge <laughs> compared to Catwoman. He's an, <laughs> or, he's enormous compared oh, to yeah. her. Um, it's when she's, like, spying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, like, catches the second her. time. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it, it is. She's she's tiny, and he's fucking enormous. Um, which I figured you'd like this Batman, because you like the uh, Batfleck. And this is giving very much uh, Batfleck vibes. Like, not the ears, but, like, the color scheme and the the belt and the sheer size of this Batman feels very Batfleck. Oh, no, I do like it. Oh, okay. But fuck those ears. <laughs> <laughs> and that cape, I don't like the I don't like the sprawling cape. I hate that. It drives me insane. Oh, I got you. And then I just love the uh, there's like a two face pumpkin <laughs> when the house explodes on the left. Like part of its face is like oh. being blown off. I just think is really funny. <laughs> Which is again probably another foreshadowing of that. And then yeah, the other thing is I just love this first cover, this first issue where it has the cat like curled around the pumpkin and then there's like a claw mark through the eyes. I think it's really cool. Cool beans. Jeremy? I think we hit the main things I was (laughs) going to mention. (laughs) I had something. Okay, so so you were alluding to this, Richard, and uh, without like actually us saying who, let's let's keep the audience in suspense Mm -hmm. in case they haven't read it yet. We're going to spoil the shit out of it later on. Yes, Just exactly. don't y'all worry. We're spoiling yeah, yeah. this. Like we always do. Uh, shout out to Brian over at I Have Comic Issues, by the way. He gave us a huge shout out on his YouTube. Oh, cool. So y'all should definitely go check him out. And he was all, that's what he was pumping about us, that we that we spoil the shit out of things. And so, you know, shout out to him. <laughs> go check him out over on YouTube. I Have Comic Issues. Uh, but when you're reading this... Did any of y'all have any kind of hints or clues or were you, like, honed in on, like, ooh, I think that's Holiday, like, off the first issue? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, same. 
when I, this is my second time. No, I think this is my third time reading it. But no, when my when I was first reading it, I had no fucking clue. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking it was Joker or something. But yeah, anyway. So I was sitting there reading it, and I don't know how to word this. I was sitting there reading it, and of course you get that. There's a whole page that's like of a guy putting a a gun, a handgun, and a vice, and you see the grinder, and it's all, like, black and white noir, and he's 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 filing off the serial numbers on the side of the gun and stuff like that. And then you flip to the next page, and you've got Gordon and Barbara talking in the kitchen, and then you've got Gilda, uh, Harvey's wife, talking to Harvey down in the basement, and Harvey is standing in front of a vice. I was like, that son of a bitch did it. He did it. <laughs> and then this book fucked with me the entire rest of the time. So yeah, yeah that's that. I was I was like I got on it right then, and I was like he did it, and and then I was like the whole rest of the time I was like no he didn't yes he did no yeah yes maybe I don't know <laughs> yeah I want to say maybe I had that same sort of reaction of like oh it must be Harvey because we know like for like people who know anything about Batman it's like Harvey eventually becomes Two Face so it's like you could see him breaking his like code, his rule or whatever you want to call it uh, to stop this crime family. But I don't really remember. Anyway, that's really funny though. Cause that's probably <laughs> the intention of, of yeah. what Jeff Loeb was doing. Yeah. To either clue you in or, or, or take you off the, the scent, the trailer, whatever mm-hmm. the case was. Yeah. Cause it's so subtle. It's so subtle. Yeah. That I, I was honestly amazed that I even saw it because sometimes I'm aloof and I'm just like, enthralled with it and just eating it up and I just don't even look for shit like that. So. <laughs> Alright. On to issue number two entitled Thanksgiving, which by the way, I think this is like my favorite issue out of the entire like 13 issues of this thing. Hmm. Really? It, it, it's all because, well, let's, let's get into this. <laughs> Batman and Gordon interrogate Mikey, a flunky in charge of a gang called the Irish. Batman faces off against Solomon Grundy, Harvey Dent, and Gilda are alive. However, the Irish can't say the same this Thanksgiving. I love this because of the Solomon Grundy like fight and stuff like that and the interaction and just that little little bit of story. And so there's a, a scene where Batman is chasing Mikey down and this is how he gets you know Mikey to do the interrogation and stuff like that. And they, he runs across Solomon Grundy and Grundy is like pissed off and Batman's like I don't want to fight you this isn't about you dude but they wind up tangling anyways and I just thought it was cool that Batman was like look I'm not after you I'm not looking for you it's not about you or anything like that because that's something you don't hear Batman say a lot at least in the stories that I've always read he's never run into somebody that's one of his groves galleries he's like I'm not I'm not here for this right now (laughs) like (laughs) you know what I mean yeah. And then he even took in Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. Well, I think he realizes that <laughs> Grundy's not a threat. He's more of like a victim because he's like a dead guy that was brought back to life. And now he's just like this ever living like zombie thing. So I think he's like, I get on his good side. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't have to deal with anything. I don't know. Uh, he does that in uh, Earth Batman Earth 1. I think he like sends some money down. Like he meets Killer Croc during a uh like doing some detective work in the sewers and then like later that issue he like sends either some food or some money down for killer croc later anyway okay 
Yeah, I like seeing that part of Batman, though, where it's like, oh, fuck me. Like, I don't I don't have time for this, dude. I just <laughs> I just need the guy that went past you. Can you help me get him real quick? That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he breaks his nose. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What do you like? Did he shove a finger in his nose? How the fuck did that even happen? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's one of those images that I'm like, I, it looks like he uses pepper spray, but then you see that his nose is like broken. But I don't, I don't know. Oh, he punched and broke his nose, and then he like picks his nose after that. All oh, right. There's something I, I don't know. I think it's it's either light because it looks like it's casting shadows. Ah. Um, and it's blinding him, or yeah. it's like pepper spray. But also, again. When he's like, when Grundy's bear hugging Batman, it, like Batman is fucking huge. <laughs> yes. yes. Look at them biceps and triceps, <laughs> big ass motherfucker. <laughs> so, I, what was the point? I was trying to pay attention and watch for it, but like, what? Whenever they were taking, um, what's his name, Mikey, uh, to or Mickey, <laughs> not Mikey, Mickey. Yeah, hang on. Back. I just love. I just real quick. I just love these names real quick. It's Danny Boy Sullivan, Jimmy Slick, Dapper Kevin, Willie Two Times, <laughs> and uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, Mickey the Mink Sullivan. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jeremy. No, you're fine. Like that's just like straight up like old school gangster yeah. names, basically. Uh, but leave the Irish boys alone. They were taking Mickey to. Uh, back down to the cell and then like the lights turned off and then came back on and it's a different silhouette of the, the police officer behind him yeah, mm-hmm. what yeah. Ca- I didn't really like what came of that was there any point in that uh, uh, they you know the Harvey ends up pers- impersonating Mickey right so I think what it was is they had a cop like the silhouette of Mickey is not supposed to change because he's wearing like prosthetics he's doing like a Mission Impossible goofy mask over his face <laughs> But the yeah. cops are different. So, in other words, when the lights went out, they just, like, the, the cop that was holding the real Mickey probably was like, come here and threw him somewhere else. And then the other cop, oh. like, with oh, Mickey just changed. It's supposed to really just clue the reader on into something's amiss here. Yeah. Because gotcha. they gave him those clearly distinct two different, like, silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah, very, dis- very distinct. <laughs> what else y'all got for this issue? Uh, yeah, I like the... Um, you know, we talked about it, the Grundy getting the turkey leg. I like that. That was kind of nice. And then, of course, I love that panel. I love all the panels where the holiday killer kills people and it's black and white. And then the, like, themed sort of piece that he leaves there of, like, the holiday that he's killing them on. I just think that's a really cool image. Yeah, you talked about the uh, the Irish, the, like, stereotypical, like, Irish gangsters. That's one of the things that they change in the uh, the movie. They change it to, like, some sort of Asian gang, and they have this ridiculous, like, Asian, like, karate fight <laughs> with all these, like, weird <laughs> weapons. And then one of the guys eventually, like, escapes. Like, Catwoman shows up to help out Batman and all this stuff. And one of the uh, guys escapes and goes down into the sewer and Grundy, you know, meets up there. And that sort of continues the same, like the comic. But it was weird. I was seeing that. I was like, wow, they went from one one stereotype to another. <laughs> right? Well, all right. Y'all got anything else for this issue? That's it. Yeah. No, I think I'm good on that one. Cool. Issue three is chapter three, Christmas. Ooh. This Christmas season, the Joker is out 
for the holiday. Batman and Gordon pay Calendar Man a visit. Maroney has a rough night, as well as Harvey Dent in his and Gilda's new home. Joker wakes Falcone like the ghost of Christmas present. To finish the night off, Falcone's doorman runs into the Joker, but lives to tell Holiday about it. So I liked Joker being introduced here. I thought, like, I felt like that was the perfect issue for him being Christmas and doing the whole, like, Grinch theme yeah. starting off. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Right. Um, the note I had was the Joker who stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And then, like, actually seeing um, his, like, his laughing uh, toxin stuff, whatever. I think that was actually coming into play on this one. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I enjoyed the interrogation scene with Batman and Maroney because, again, I was getting Dark Knight vibes from it. Like, and, and I know this came prior to the Dark Knight. So when I say I was getting these kinds of vibes or whatever from the movie, I'm meaning, like, I see where the movie got this from the book. Yeah. So, but yeah, just that, that, it just stuck out to me when, like, Batman's, like, holding, uh, I think it was Falcone, though, in the movie. And he's, like, dropping him down, dropped him down, broke his knees or broke his legs or whatever the case was. And he's standing in the alley and yeah. he's talking to him and stuff like that. He's like, oh, you got to do more than that. Like, come on. Yeah, he's like, from one professional to another, you need to pick a higher uh, advantage or higher point <laughs> or something like that. He's like, I know. And he drops him and he breaks his leg. <laughs> uh, Yeah. What is... Uh, the, sorry, when they're having, they're doing the the Hannibal Lecter moment with Calendar Man, that uh, page, that's where I talk about Batman's nose. It is so pointy in that shot. I think it's supposed <laughs> to be his nose plus a shadow that it's casting oh onto his yeah. face. It's where he says the line, what makes you think it's a woman? And yeah. it's so pointy. <laughs> it's ridiculous looking. <laughs> Very, like, yeah. No, that is ridiculous. And then, yeah, when he, he's the very next page, when he turns to leave, I love that cape. Like, once again, it just looks, it almost looks like the Venom symbiote. <laughs> it's just ridiculous looking. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. It looks like he's got a symbiote falling behind him. Like, this is, I don't like it. I'd like, I like Calendar Man in this. Like, every time he comes on the scene, I enjoy those scenes of where they're talking and stuff like that. And I love how, like, the whole time he's like, people are forgetting about Calendar Man. That can't happen. Like, I love that, too, where it's like, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to remind people who I was. Yeah. Or who I am. Like, that's, I don't know. I just think it's awesome. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, man. He's very creepy. Uh, The game, Arkham City, man, he's in that game. You can go visit him in his cell and he talks to you. Um, and someone figured out later on if you change the date, you could either wait like in real time, but you could also just go and change the actual date on your PlayStation yeah. to the different holidays. And he would tell you a story. If you went and talked to him, say like on July 4th, he would talk to you about how he killed his victim on July 4th and so on and so forth in that game. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I wonder if they would do it though, like to all the one, cause like, Later on in one of these issues, he was naming, like, Secretary's Day and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I wonder if you went through and, like, found all the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> or even right here, he's Groundhog Day, Ash Wednesday, Secretary's Day, Earth Day, Flag Day, Boxing Day, Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's he's cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Joker's teeth. Oh, no. This 
freak. I hate it. No, oh my god. I kinda, yeah, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, this is my favorite where Joker is just all teeth. He's like a fucking shark. Like, he's just all teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like, I like on this one, again, just even how well they played his he, his character and to the Christmas thing, because even with the little light bulb on the Christmas tree, like down to that, that detail of that, it was actually out. Um, and still quoting that and just being able to kind of fit the other like <laughs> lyrics and stuff like that into the rest of the, the storyline. That just that was just really cool to me. I, I was I loved it. Yeah. Whose voice did y'all read the Joker in? Oh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. And, right. Like, uh, my my. <laughs> it's so weird that you say that. My wife asked me. She's like, when I was reading all this stuff, she asked me this week. She was like, when you read it, she's like, do you read it with a specific voice? I was like, yes. And she's like, is it Kevin Conroy? I was like, yes. And she was like, and is it Mark Hamill Joker? I was like, yes. <laughs> it's always those two for me. Yeah. That's funny. No, yeah, that's the same for me. It was it was Mark Hamill whenever the Joker was there. Like, It just seemed fun that way. For me, it, it's uh, Christian Bale, though. Oh, no. Christian Bale Batman? <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> You've triggered, you've triggered Michael. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. We've got, we've got to. Can't get what went on here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What connection is to order? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I, just this panel I have put a, I've spoken to the district attorney office, Julian, and they are willing to commute your sen- or, uh, commute your sentence to the time served if you help us with this murder. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> That's so much work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think Gordon would be like, Batman, do you have laryngitis? What's going on? Yeah. Bro, you need to get this shit checked out. So, one thing, like, that you said at the yeah, I didn't realize like so are you saying this in this storyline that he's only in like his second or third year of being yes. Batman yes I did not realize that yeah and that uh, they don't say that but it's because this book comes right after it's like I want to say it's two or three months when I was reading a little bit behind the scenes because there's nothing real juicy behind the scenes with this um, but yeah this this book takes place either two or three months after year one well, okay that's crazy. That's a <laughs> the way to start off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this was like a, a year two, three either. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. So he like he, he's learning all those big hitters even throughout these these stories. Yeah. Like this issue. That's why a lot of them get the upper hand on him. Uh-huh. Like Jonathan Crane and Poison Ivy and so on and so forth. Yeah. I was going to say, because I was pretty surprised when Dent, like, hit him and almost knocked him out. Or did knock him out. I was like... Yeah. Yeah. Pistol whipping. Sorry, I just... I'm going to hate getting to that issue where we see how Poison Ivy is controlling him. Like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) I thought of you when I read that one. (laughs) It's just... Oh, God. It makes... What you're saying, too, about the year two thing makes sense as well, going back to, like, the Maroney interrogation, because he sits there and he goes, how should I know he's a lunatic like you? This whole town is full of lunatics ever since you came here. Yeah. And then he just says lunatics. So. Yeah. And that's uh, that's another thing that the Dark Knight takes uh, 
inspiration from is the whole crime eventually starts turning to the crazies, like the freaks, if you will, like Joker, and eventually uh, the Roman uh, turns to using, you know, Jonathan Crane, uh, Tetch, I forget his first name, uh, the Mad Hatter. Jarvis. Jarvis Tetch and Poison Ivy. He starts hiring them to do certain things instead of his normal, like, goons. Flunkies. Mm-hmm. Y'all got anything else for the Christmas issue? Nope. Yeah, I'm good. Chapter 4, New Year's Eve. Joker continues his holiday celebration in the sky, but this time with Batman. Now Falcone and Maroney families celebrate on the water, joined by Holiday. The Dents and Gordon celebrate at the Dent house. And my note was, I hate the Joker's teeth. <laughs> A full blown right there at the start, dude. Off the start. <laughs> it's so funny. My first note is I love this image of the Joker. He's just all teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then the very next thing is just classic Joker when he's like, co pilot, check. Navigator, check. Stewardess, <laughs> uh, federal regulations prohibit smoking on this flight. <laughs> and then he's like, like up, up and away, or whatever the hell the expression is. <laughs> like, I just, I was just like, oh man, this is just it. It even re to me, it's like the same cadence of like Mark Hamill's Joker. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because yeah. depending on like the the tone of the book, I'll either go Heath Ledger or I'll go Mark Hamill. It just mm. depends on the tone. But I, I so when I saw it in the artwork and stuff, I so went Mark Hamill, and it was it was great. So, yeah, he, uh, the holiday killer, he gets like Alberto in the scene on the boat during New Year's. He shoots him, I guess, multiple times with a uh, silencer. So he. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Who would have thought a nipple would have silenced one? Yeah. So I, I, one of the things I was doing today while researching, because I like, I, I I set up my notes and then like as I read I just sort of jot what I what I think about a panel or something like that. And then like the day of I try to like read some behind the scenes stuff and or certain things. And I was reading does putting a baby nipple on the end of like a 22 <laughs> actually silence it? And I basically came to the conclusion that no, it does not. Like I couldn't find <laughs> one using that specific gun cuz I I believe it's supposed to be like a Luger 22. But someone took a rifle and put a uh, like a twenty-two rifle and put it on the end, uh, put a baby nipple, whatever, on the end of it. Not a baby nipple, a baby bottle nipple <laughs> on the end of it and shot it, and it was still quite loud. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with like no, it just just does not work. Uh, but then again, in movies and stuff, silencers don't silence like they don't actually sound like that. Right. <laughs> like they're, they're actually quite loud. <laughs> An oil filter will filter will uh, suppress sound. I've seen that. Yeah. Really? Yep. Like a car oil filter. A car oil filter. There's an adapter for it and everything. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it kind of works <laughs> the same way, like how the how a suppressor works and like how an oil yeah. filter is done. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was. Comic pasta. Right. I like I like the the big splash page of Batman towards the end where he's just all like beefcaked and Joker's just all limped over and stuff and he saved the day but he didn't save the day because you know Alberto got it so yeah yeah and his his newly uh, drier trunk uh, 
cape. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. That cape is gone. Yeah. Uh, my note there was Edma Mode was right. No capes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he about got it. Yep. No capes. I love that scene. That like, and Joker, I just love the like, when the clock strikes 12, do I get a little kiss? And then like Batman grabs him. He's like, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> like, it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I was confused that I did not know about this, and I didn't pick up on reading it the first time, but they mentioned Babs, like Barbara Gordon, um, not Jim Gordon's wife, but uh, Batgirl, uh, and how that she was uh, babysitting for them. In this, I guess it's retconned oh. later, but I was looking it up. In this universe, Babs is not Gordon's daughter, but her niece, or his niece, and she eventually gets adopted. Like, her parents die in a car accident, I think, in Chicago. And he adopts Babs eventually. And then that's how she kind of becomes in the family. But isn't... I always thought Barbara was younger than the the brother who becomes whatever supervillain he is. It's different in, in different stories. Um, I want to say she's older than... Okay. In most stories, she's older than... Uh, Jim Gordon Jr. I'm trying to remember the one specifically with him, Black Mirror, if he's older or younger. I want to say he's younger than Babs in that story. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it seems like they retcon later on that he sh- they just make it easy and go like, oh, it's it's a, his biological daughter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, question for y'all. On the one that, on, on the copies that y'all read, did, at the end of it, did y'all get where Falcone actually went down to the riverbank and saw his son. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to find that. This is this issue four? Yes. Wait, at, at where in the, the story? It's It'll be the last two pages of the story. So you got Batman with the clock behind him and Joker. Like the, the, the fight with them two is over with. And then the last two pages are... Uh, the police are at the top of a hill and you see all the lights and stuff like that and then you see all the people down below mm. and it's no, Falcone a, coming down with the corner. I think that's a deleted Yeah, I don't have those. Uh, because that's not in our issues. It ends with Batman. This is why we need to read the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What, what, I was, what I was getting at is this: the original copies that were put out mm-hmm. didn't have these two pages. Mm, gotcha. Uh. And it was because um, as we go on throughout the story or whatever, we'll see other things that happen. But they they put them in this to actually show, like, his body. Because you, like, see a body on the shore and stuff like that. So, but that was just something cool that was about this version of the book was that there's supposedly four colored pages that were originally deleted from the original that were originally deleted from the original, that were deleted <laughs> from the original, like, issues that came out monthly. So I just thought that was something cool and just a little tidbit or whatever. Yeah. It, it doesn't really change the story or anything like that. I could see, like, if you go on month to month, it maybe changes a little bit. But, uh, but yeah. No, it was just something interesting, just a little different. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if they didn't intend for it to be a certain person and then they changed it or something. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about it more once we get that to that reveal. Holiday, <laughs> yeah. Okay, anything else for issue four? Nope, that's it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Chapter five, Valentine's Day. Gordon and Dent 
go to Wayne Manor to question Bruce Wayne. Batman visits Carmine for a graveside service. Bruce and Selina go on a date. Holiday shows Ramona bends some love. Poison Ivy makes an appearance. I have no notes on this one. This was just like a pretty straightforward issue. Nothing that really jumped out at me. I didn't realize till like I was doing my um, my relook that the the woman that hands Bruce the rose is Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Actually, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't catch that. I knew there had to be something that was up with that rose because it showed him, like, pricking his finger, but... Right. Yeah, well, like, not just that. Like, look at how she's dressed. Like, don't buy flowers from somebody that looks like they're a fucking, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, Knights Templar, like, fucking monk or something. I don't know. Like, you don't buy, like, or a witch or something. Like, she's dressed very, like... she Obviously, she's covering up because then you would know it's Poison Ivy if you saw her, but... I would right. just be suspicious immediately from seeing someone like that. This is Gotham. That kind of stuff happens all the time. <laughs> it must. That's, yeah. the, my, that's my only reasoning <laughs> to, to that. Yeah. This was the first issue where Maroney's men's actually got in on some of the action now. Mm-hmm. Where they actually got hit by Holiday. That was a nice little change of pace. So another hit on uh, Batman's cape is that big splash page of where he visits Maroney at the grave. Like his cape is engulfing the whole gravesite, basically, if you look at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's around the tombstone coming yeah. in. Yeah. It's going around uh, Falcone. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, the it's, whole thing. It's it's almost, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's the artist trying to be like, there's no escaping Batman from like, that's. Um, yeah. It's probably some like visual storytelling there. But yeah, no, it's it's really funny. It, it does remind me. No, because it's about to take over Falcone. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Spawn's cape so much. Yes. Um, yes. I love... Uh, Definitely Spawn. Harvey's being a total dick to Bruce. Um, well, not to Bruce, but to Alfred and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Poor Alfred. I love... <laughs> I love when he's like... Alfred doesn't care. So is this uh, Bruce's old man, huh? And he says, like, say, uh, Al- Alfred, is it... Uh, you wouldn't happen to remember somebody named Falcone ever dropping by, would you, to see this Thomas Wayne? <laughs> I just love the images of Alfred and Jim. And Jim's got his, like, glasses off, and he's just, like, pinching the, like, bridge of his nose. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Harvey. <laughs> when I love Alfred, just, just, like, shoves him off. Oh, he's yeah. just like, as I was saying, it being Valentine's Day, surely you must have other obligations <laughs> yeah no i love uh i think it's maybe it's the next one but uh, one of my notes is like yay we get sassy alfred like <laughs> alfred's just giving some sass to uh harvey dent and then my last note for this issue was just i love that image of bruce and uh poison ivy like she's just like he's so entranced into her whatever uh hypnotic nature and then like She's just sort of like engulfing him. I don't know. It's really cool. I like it. The the image is cool. I just hate the concept of Poison Ivy. This whole mm. digital look of her is just, I can't. Yeah. I don't like it. It's like her hair is like actual like um, kudzu or something. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Kudzu. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's what it is. Like, it just takes over everything. I was gonna go with Ivy, but yeah, Kudzu too. I mean, they just, Kudzu has these ginormous leaves. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, it looks more like Kudzu than Ivy, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> on to Jeremy's favorite issue, unless y'all got something else. No, I'm good. Chapter 6, St. Patrick's Day. Carmine's daughter, Sophia, comes home. Bruce backtracks at the bank. Catwoman interrupts a dinner party between Bruce and Ivy. Holiday visit Maroney's safe house for a St. Patrick's Day massacre. Falcone shows how desperate he is. Yeah. So yeah, this is where we get the uh, insight that Bruce is just walking around with ivy all over him, just, just covered in it. Just <laughs> I saw that, like I just was like, oh god, let's just move on past this, please. <laughs> Did it make you itchy, Jeremy? Oh god, yes. It was just, I was so gross. <laughs> do you think it like went to his face at night and he had? Like, I don't do no, don't day? do that. <laughs> Because uh, I just like even like just imagining wearing clothes over that, and I'm just like, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> like I don't know if either one of you that's a weird sidebar, but like if you ever had poison ivy, but like even touching it, like on your skin, just feels weird. Like if you touch, like because it's it's not obviously not a normal part of your, like it's a growth there, and it, it just oh, oh god, it's just got a terrible feeling. It just whelps up. Yeah, but uh, it's good. It's, it's still different than just like a red, like I don't know. I've had like paintball whelps and stuff like that. Like it doesn't know. Nope, it's it's different. <laughs> I've had it like behind my knee. It's oh. like like the whole thing, and then I've had it so bad on my leg, and I, like I kept scratching it and stuff because you know itches like yeah anything that like I would like had a I, had, I opened it up essentially. Oof. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, it was, I eventually had to go get a steroid shot. It was bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's I, don't, what, I don't think I'm allergic to it. That's what Bruce should have done. Gone get a steroid because as soon as I I start seeing a bubble, I'm off to the doctor to get a shot. I'm done with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had it by my eye once, like right in here. Oh god. Like, oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> so. This really cool splash page of, like, Catwoman coming yeah. in and, like, taking over the party and stuff like that. But her tail throws me off yeah. so bad because I'm like, there's a leg, there's a leg, and then there's a straight tail. I'm like, how does she have any control over that tail at all? I, <laughs> I fucking hate the tail. Like, that's why I always like whenever, like, she has the whip and the whip's wrapped around her and, like, a little bit hangs off and that kind of invokes a tail. Like, that's the best way to, to do that. But the fact that they give her a tail, once again, she just looks like a furry. I do like this. Uh, <laughs> I, like, my note for that splash page is this is a great double splash page. Um, I, I do really like it. Like, she's in the... But then they ruin it, like, two pages next when Bruce grabs her and she says, Morale. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> off. I'm like, really? She even meows like a cat? No, absolutely not. <laughs> She does that throughout the series. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. Like, even thing. when she was spying once, like, she, they say something, she's like, Mrow. I know, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I'm <laughs> like, lady, you're taking this cat theme way too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to talk about a lady's looks and stuff like that. However, Sophia Falcone, or Jai, whatever her actual, like, her married name Gigante. is. Gigante. Yes, thank you. That is a horrendous looking woman like oh my like <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to run into her because she monkey stomped my ass but she is like oh oh that's a that's a rough lady there 
rough lady. Like her and Solomon Grundy need to get together. Oh man, like that would be a couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's supposed to be very like broad-shouldered and like unfortunate-looking. Um, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the best way you could put it. I mean, like, yeah. I tried. I matter of fact, you reminded me. I was gonna get the sound bite, but yeah, like that's a huge bitch. <laughs> she's enormous. Um, and yeah, she's supposed to be like a, a brute. Uh, she is, I want to say, like a big proponent in Dark Victory. I can't remember if she's the biggest proponent in that, but she comes back in Dark Victory. Got you. And here's another one. I know you're, you're you out there in, in listening land won't be able to see this, but if you look towards the end, uh, the drawing of Maroni's yes. face is just like, Terrible. what are you doing? What are you doing? The dirt face. Some something. <laughs> Yeah, like is. these eyebrows are coming like off his face. His eyes are bulging out almost. He, he like his mouth and nose almost looks like a cartoon monkey. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. I have no idea what's going on here. He almost looks like he's about to chew that like cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I love the image. I know we're skipping all over the place, but uh, the next page, the image of Catwoman laying on top of the bat signal when Batman yeah. is standing there telling her it's not a toy. I love that image. Once again, I'm yeah. hit or miss because like that image of Catwoman looks fine to me. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look absurd. And anyway, it's just a cool, cool shot to me. It doesn't look absurd until you see that tail curling around the edge over there onto the bat symbol. <laughs> yeah, which maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to try to make sense of it. It's like longer than her legs too. On top of that, because yeah. like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Y'all got anything else for this issue? Nope. nope. We just learned that you know Falcone paid Ivy to basically right. get yes uh, Bruce to sign over the bank, whatever his like sec- uh, his, I guess shares of the bank. I don't know exactly how that all went, but I think they were buying his votes, votes so that okay. they would so they would do business with the Falcone family and stuff like that gotcha. so that they would take their money uh, basically for laundering and stuff like that so I did have one other thing that I, I wanted to ask do y'all think that Bruce and Selena like know each other's identity and they just don't tell each other like as they're they've got to yeah dressed up like th- that's kind of the vibe I was getting yeah no I think yeah. uh, the cartoon pretty much lays it out like yes they know who each other are because <laughs> when uh, spoilers for the, the cartoon but like when the scene where Alberto's on the boat and he gets murdered, Batman shows up in that, which is different from the comic. But when she sh- when he shows up, Selena's there talking with Alberto, and she just straight up like reveals Batman's identity to Alberto. She she goes like Bruce, and Alberto's like Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, Selena? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little different than the book. Yeah. Okay, that was the vibe I was getting, so I just wanted to see. This right here was probably, like, if if you miss... Like, when these issues were coming out and you just missed them, uh, this was probably the best jumping-on point in the entire series. Chapter 7, April Fool's Day. The Riddler and Batman go through the evidence, with the Riddler coming closer to the answer than he intended. Uh, my note was jumping-on point. Like, if you missed the previous however many issues and they sold out, then this was probably the best jumping-on point, because they went through... Like all the other kills and stuff like that, and their th- stuff, and there was thoughts of who could be the, the the holiday killer, and it ends with Riddler being 
outlined in bullets. Yeah, and he gives a riddle to the audience. Yeah. The reader. I think it's cool. When does a killer not kill? Yeah. It's a clue. I, I, I personally think it, it could. the answer could be one of two things. When it's a joke, like in other words, uh, the riddle is talking about April Fool's Day. But I think it's also a clue. When does a killer not kill when he misses? Uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that shot where like all the <laughs> just sounds like it just sounds like fucking uh, what is it? Uh, Goldeneye. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I love that where it shoots all the silhouette around it. Uh, that nipple would have like flown off after like two shots, and like there's I don't know forty <laughs> around him. Right. <laughs> well, and then like the previous pages, you've got the uh, big Bertha here like squeezing his face and stuff <laughs> like that, and he's like like old time wrinkly Riddler man. And it's like like what's going on? Like why? Well, she's supposed to be so strong that she's like crushing his head in, so it's beginning to like wrinkle his face. That's why blood is pouring out of his nose. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, but it just... That's a lot of wrinkles. That's a whole <laughs> lot of wrinkles. He looks, he looks like he's dehydrated. It could be. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, he was drinking. Uh, he was, and he was doing a lot of talking, so you get very thirsty after doing a lot of talking. So. <laughs> Y'all got anything else for this issue? I don't, I don't... Like I said, I think this is just, like, kind of going back through and just... Uh, naming off what's happened, what could happen. I, I just love the, the way she bonks Riddler on the head, in that one. <laughs> it looks very Looney Tunes, like thong. I don't have the sound bite yeah. here, but <laughs> it, it looks like that to me. Squished hat and everything. Mm-hmm. It stays squished. I didn't notice that till now. Like even outside when he's getting gun, like almost gunned down, stays squished. And then the outline. Yep. Cool. On to Mother's Day then, Chapter Eight. Batman visits Calendar Man again. Scarecrow breaks out of Arkham. Holiday visits his gunsmith, and Bruce runs from the law to his mother's grave. This is just a weird issue. Just super weird. Uh, Holiday, the first page, Holiday, like, you want to talk about you don't like Joker. Like, he looks like fucking Dr. Evil here. <laughs> oh, Calendar oh, Man? Calendar. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Calendar Man, not Holiday. Yeah. Um, Calendar Man looks like, I, I just literally wrote Dr. Evil? Like, Hello, Mr. Powers. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing with Scarecrow, like, I was hard to follow with her for, for a minute, just like what all was happening. But then, yeah, like his, he, him getting that, that spray and everything. I mean, it was kind of, it was interesting to see. I think they did a pretty decent job of like kind of correlating to what, what was happening in real time, but what Bruce was seeing in his mind. Like, it, it, there was a moment where it kind of, like, had to click, but I was like, oh. So that's, like, he's he's actually running in real life. Like, he's had, like, cops are coming after him, but he thinks that it's back whenever he was a kid, basically. So I thought that was pretty neat. You know what? I didn't even freaking put two and two together that freaking Bruce was still being... Uh, controlled for lack of better words by the, the yeah that gas the get the toxins for him to freak out <laughs> yeah never freaking dawned on me I was just like bro like come on like what are you doing you should know better 
Uh, yeah. Now I feel like an idiot. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I just wrote Bruce's tripping ball, balls, and then I was like, oh my god, are we going to get the pearl drops in this as well, <laughs> since we just did that madness <laughs> and stuff? Um, we did not, thank goodness. He did mention them, though. Yes, he did. I actually, um, <laughs> my my last note for or for the, the last sort of panel is that poor Bruce, I like this version of why he blames himself. It's because he told his mom to wear the pearls. Mm. Instead of it being like, oh, Bruce wanted to go to the movie, but then he got scared and then uh, they had to leave the theater. So they took like the back alleyway. He blames himself that way. Uh, or another version is just they were leaving and like Bruce wanted to go out that night and like they get done seeing the movie and then they leave and they go down Crime Alley, which it's not it's not known as Crime Alley until the the Waynes are murdered because yeah. you can see it like in this issue they have it like spray painted it. Uh, but anyway, I like this version. It makes a little bit more sense to me of why he blames himself. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that was like a big difference comparative to like any other rendition of pearl droppings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Something else that I've noticed just now, actually, um, lots of people give Rob Liefeld shit about feet <laughs> oh, and no. chests and stuff like that. Where is it? Fucking Rob Liefeld has got nothing on this Batman chest right here. Again, yeah, I know y'all can't see it, the audience, but oh yeah, freaking Batman has got to have double D tits in this. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, like, he's got yeah, Jesus, like, yeah, he's got back problems. <laughs> Right? I did not notice that, but yeah, no, he doesn't have like his core is super strong. He's not gonna have any back problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's what like one thing I thought too about whenever they were showing that, and he just rips away the the freaking bars. I was like, good gosh, either these penitentiaries are like completely weak, or I don't know, he's on something. So. A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably is on something. I love the uh, the double splash page of Scarecrow on the horse. I think that's really cool. Yeah. But it's not Scarecrow. I think it is at that point. Um, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? The 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 mouth changes. I the movie does a better job of like Batman tackles Scarecrow and Scarecrow goes to gas him and Batman is wearing a uh, like a filtered mask and then Batman doesn't know it but then Scarecrow pulls out a syringe and injects him with the fear toxin. Ah. It's so, it's better flushed out in that scene than it's just like a yeah. fake actual scarecrow riding a horse filled with toxins. Yeah. Yeah. Is this where we get sassy Alfred that you're all hyped about? Uh, no, because I don't have that note here, but he probably Oh, this was in, when he was in the court. Yeah, I think it is there. Yeah. I want to draw your attention real quick to back when he was talking with uh, Calendar Man. Uh, okay. Let's see here. It is the fourth page. I wrote this is good slash bad art. The the sh- the the bottom left panel where Batman is looking at his reflection. That reflection drawing looks so bad. <laughs> but then I love the combination of Calendar Man and Batman touching the glass. But it's like the glass is yeah. almost like the bar separating the two panels. Yeah, like, that's such a cool use of your panel work. But then you have that awful, like, flat 2D <laughs> reflection of Batman. <laughs> well, and then if you look at the, the big panel above that, and Batman's cape is, like, smoking to get at somebody else. It, it, uh, it does, it does, Jerry. It looks like it's smoldering. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, so he farted in there is what it is. The gas is getting out. I see now. That makes more sense. I mean, even Batman has to fart. Let's be real here. Right? No, yeah, I do I do like this one. Let me out, let me out, and I'll get stop the killing. It's Mother's Day. I, I, man, I'm telling you, I love, I love Calendar Man in this. Love it. Yeah, he does. He does do a really good job in this one. Yeah. To, to not do anything, he like, you know he's a bad villain. Like. Yeah. Chapter 9? Yes, sir. Chapter 9, Father's Day. The Wayne Falcone history is revealed. Luigi Moroni spends his last holiday in the garden. Harvey gets his coin. Falcone grows his villainous crew. Moroni asks Dent for help. I'm not gonna lie. Keeping up with, like, Falcone and Moroni and all, like, those two characters, like, it, it was hard there uh-huh. first. Like, who was involved where? Remembering and understanding who was where and whose guys are getting hit and yeah. this, that, and another. I'm like, oh, my jeez. Yeah, the goons, definitely, because they just all look generic. But they give... Moroni doesn't... Like, he basically looks like Falcone without white hair and then, the, like, the cut. Yeah. The, like, three scratch marks. Um but yeah, definitely they're like when the go- different goons get killed, you're like, who? Who is this? Whose men are this? <laughs> who are you supposed to be protecting? Uh, that first image of Thomas Wayne, I was like, he looks just like Jim Gordon. <laughs> just not right. He's just not ginger and wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's a little scary looking. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, here's a nice call. Like I said. Uh, the Batman got this from the book, yep. but that scene where he's talking about how he looked up and seen young Bruce standing on the steps, we actually get that in this in just two pages. So I thought that was really cool. Outside of that, I don't really have any other notes. Uh, I got Godfather vibes from <laughs> Luigi dying in the garden. Well, you, uh, I have something specifically for this. Since you mentioned that, <laughs> there is a Godfather reference when he says you can act like a man. That is an actual line. You can act like a man! Yes. From the Godfather. Uh, yes. Yeah, There. this was very influenced by the Godfather, especially the Italian families. It's very much like the Godfather meets Batman. Here's here's what I don't understand. In that, in that murder, he has time to shoot Luigi, place a box with a tie open down towards his feet, put the nipple on the ground, find the two casings, put them next to the nipple, and then put the pistol down and take off running before the dogs fight his asshole. <laughs> Maybe it was the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Flashpoint paradox here. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. That's great. <laughs> Speaking of the murder and stuff like that, have y'all, by, by this point in time, are y'all... Do y'all have an idea, or are y'all thinking about who it may be? Are you trying to guess, or have have you thought of somebody and then backtracked and gone to somebody else? I uh, no, probably. Like I, I still was just like <laughs> just reading it. I just I don't know. I'm not one that like I really sit there and think about it too much. I mean, I, it was the like I was like, oh, here's I guess where we're actually. I didn't realize this is the story that. And I'm sure you probably said this, Richard, but uh, like I'm, I didn't realize this was a story where Harvey became Two Face, mm-hmm. and so then I was like, oh, so it, it maybe something's about to happen with Harvey here at the end. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Usually, I just I get immersed into the stories. I just just ride with it. I don't <laughs> really think too far ahead on them. <laughs> gotcha. 
that's usually what I do as well. Yeah. I want to say I thought maybe it was like Maroney, but then like his dad dies. So it was like, oh, it couldn't be him now. But I, I, it's been so long since I have read. I read this back when The Dark Knight was going to come out. That's how long it's been since I've got you. I've read this. Um, I I love when uh, Luigi Maroney. Is it Maroney? I always get them confused. Or is it Falcone? Yeah. It's Maroney. It's Maroney, yeah. When Luigi Maroney gets shot, he like grabs his chest and it just looked like he's having a heart attack. And I just wrote, like, he had a heart attack brought on by these bullets. <laughs> anyway, um, this is the issue that I love. Sassy Alfred in this is the court yeah. case that you were mentioning, Michael. <laughs> I just love that. Perhaps Dr. Wayne did file a report, but Gotham City had different was different then. The police, even the district attorney's office, were rife with ga- a graft. Several months later, Dr. Wayne and his wife were murdered. The most decent people I have ever known, gunned down in these very streets. To this day, the killer was never brought to justice. Perhaps Gotham City is not all that different. Anyway, I just love it. He's being very sassy towards them, and I love it. Well, and I love Gordon's reaction, how it like goes off. He goes, ouch, that'll cost us hurry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, we we see Harvey gets his coin. Which Who's his dad? Who Harvey's? Yeah, Mister Dent. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> 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 I I no idea. Okay. No idea. Because he makes a statement in there like that he's crazy as ever and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, is he somebody that's in the same asylum or like peacemaker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, they don't. Uh, they don't ever explore that. Okay. This is the most you get of like Harvey's backstory. Gotcha. I just love though he's just sitting in in that chair, shirtless yeah. and sweats and Converse sneakers, just flipping a coin. Like it's just fucking weird. <laughs> I know. It's definitely at that point where if I was if I, if I was his wife, like I'd be like, um, okay, I'm just I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> I I just think he's built. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. I'm like, dude, you're you're pretty swole just sitting there flipping coins. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, wish that's all it took. All right, I love the Mad Hatter in this. Mm. Like, I love. I'm not fond of the Scarecrow the way they drew him and stuff like that. But I love the dialogue between Scarecrow and Mad Hatter, and I love the way the Mad Hatter's drawn. Like, and I love the way his dialogue is wrote as well. Like the font of his, the way he speaks. Yeah, the. I forget what it's called, but it's like lowercase, then uppercase, then lowercase, then uppercase. And yeah, yeah, it's weird. I love the, the like Bruce on the stairwell with Alfred. I love that moment with them. I think that's a really cool moment. Yeah. And then just a little bit of trivia here. This is the only issue in the whole long Halloween story in which Bruce does not appear as Batman. Really? I was wondering if that's what it was. That's crazy. We even get a Catwoman dressed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right then. On to the next one. Yep. Chapter 10, Independence Day. Start off with a bang as Gotham City Corner gets it. Batman and... <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> Batman and... <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Catwoman team up to take on Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter. Uh, my note was, Sal and Sophia are a thing. I, I had no idea. And that just seems like a very much uh, Romeo and Juliet kind of couple right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're both uh, children of the, like mob family so that kind of made like in other words like 
Luigi Maroni was like the head of the mob, like of that mm-hmm. crime family, and she was the daughter of Roman. So it kind of makes sense that yeah, like it's a Romeo Juliet kind of thing. Um, plus, he's very unfortunate looking, and she's very unfortunate looking. So uh, <laughs> it was a match made in Gotham. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Selena looks a little better here, very much less Michael Jacksonist. Yeah. But, I mean, you only see, like, half of her face and stuff like that, and the rest of it's, like, side profile. Yeah. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying she was great. I'm just saying it was be- it was an improvement. Uh, um, Why the fuck does, like, we start off, the first page is the corner gets shot and then thrown off, like, <laughs> and then throws him <laughs> off the pier. Like, why the fuck was the corner there? I was so confused by that, yeah. like, the start of this issue. <laughs> well, I think once you realize, like, who the the killer is, it makes a little bit more sense. Because, I mean, they even sit there and say something about in, in this issue that all the victims know who the killer is. Right. Because they feel safe around him and stuff like that. It's just weird, yeah. like, you would expect the coroner to be in his own car, if that's the case, not in, like the company car and on the edge of a pier like I don't know like it's just weird to me I I have I have thoughts but I don't want to like we can go we're almost there we're almost there spill the tea (laughs) at the at the Mad Hatter's party oh (laughs) why do the batterings look so small they're like micro machine batterings micro machines what, 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 what page are you referring to here? Okay, so it's towards the back when Batman and Catwoman are fighting Scarecrow and Jarvis Tech. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's the top... I don't know what page number this is. It's like two pages from the back. Oh, I see it. And, and Batman's yeah, like... Yeah, it hits his hand. Yes, yes. And then you look at the panel to the left, and it's like, micro bat rings. <laughs> it's so he can throw multiples at the same it's time. Like, <laughs> he just... They look like tacks. Like he's just, he's just like here. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe he's not really good at throwing them yet, like actual <laughs> batarangs. So he just throws them like tacks and hoping, like, I'll throw 20 and maybe one will hit them. <laughs> pray and spray, Alfred. Pray and spray. Yes. Um, back when near the first of the issue where I love the image of Batman, like he's on the rooftop, I think. Harvey's like flipping his coin in front of the bat signal and like Batman staying there with the shadow. Again, the cape looks like it's like smoke or something. Uh, but I love like the very next page. Uh, Catwoman does the marat like, but she's like, like she's just this teeny tiny, like spying on them. It's just goofy looking. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. And again, that tail has a mind of its own, quite like Batman's cape. Yes. Maybe it's the same technology or something. He gave it like, here, Selena. Uh, <laughs> that tail turns me on. <laughs> God, please no. Oh, no. <laughs> the, uh, where I guess they are firing, like, uh, Scarecrow and Mad Hatter are firing, uh, like, a rocket at the bank. I just love that one guard that's like, Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> right before he dies. I know that's sad, but it's kind of cartoonish to me. What did they get hit with? Like, what's all that stuff coming down on? I was wondering, too. It just seemed like, did it turn them into, like, kids or something? Like- no, I think uh, I think it's just, uh, it could be one of two things. It could either be some kind of, like, scarecrow, like, dust, like, 
whatever, or it could just be debris from the exploding fireworks. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. Well, like scarecrow. Uh, like the the art's not great at like really kind of making it out of what the <laughs> fuck is happening there. Not really. You that same uh, page where you see the t- the micro machine battering. <laughs> He said, like, the, the inner monologue of Batman is like, during the escape, I inhaled some of Scarecrow's fear gas. My mind was violated. My childhood fears of my parents' murder overcame me. I try not to enjoy breaking Crane's ribs. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, Batman. <laughs> no worse than when he actually comes face to face with the holiday killer. Yeah. So, at least there's consistency there. Yeah. The 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 next page with Catwoman, Jesus Christ at the muscles. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Like the abs, everything. The arms, the thighs, like everything on her is just like flexed. It's so weird. I was gonna say those muscles go down to her vagina. Yeah. I'm just saying like <laughs> I mean there are vagina uh, vaginas in muscles. There are muscles in vaginas. <laughs> uh yeah. It's so, and then again, I just want to reiterate, like, how when she's, like, going, like, being all flirty with Batman, like, two or three pages later, her ears are back, and Batman looks fucking huge. Like, (laughs) it's just weird. It's all weird looking to me. I push my boobies on your belly button. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, I like, like, her ribs. Others just, like, like, her ribs have dimples. Like... (laughs) Honestly, they as as much as muscular as both of them are, her pushing herself up against Batman, I feel like it would sound like two like pieces of stone <laughs> like, grinding up against one another. Oh, great. <laughs> He's got a puny bat symbol on his chest there at the end. That bothers me. Yeah. That's about it. Alright, on to the next. Yep. Yep. Chapter 11, Roman Holiday. Did y'all look this up? Are we just, is it just because it's Ramoni's birth? Ramoni? Mm. <laughs> Ramoni, that's fine. <laughs> Ramoni, Ramoni, yeah. Falcon's birthday? Uh, No, I, I didn't look up Roman Holiday. I'm sure there is. There's all sorts of holidays <laughs> that I don't know about. Moroni goes to trial. Dent has a date with Destiny. And Carla used the last of her nine lives. Because, you know, Curiosity killed a cat. Yeah. Carla was getting all nosy in the coroner's office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got, got. How you do it? <laughs> Again, not, I think, I don't know. We get, uh, I know Dent gets cornered by his wife in this one, asking all kinds of qu- yeah. questions. Putting give it even more, like, the to the reader, like, hey, Dent's probably the one that did it. Just, just, so. Did y'all get that feeling? Yeah. I think uh, it was leaning very heavily at this point that, like, Dent was probably the one who did it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the Drunk Riddler. I, my note is, uh, I didn't know I needed Drunk Riddler, but here we are. <laughs> He's just like, what What time is it when Batman finds your hideout? Time to get a new hideout. And then he, has, he says, Hick. Yeah, he's, got, he's been drinking so much he's got hiccups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Batman goes, you saw a holiday? And he goes, yes and no. <laughs> uh, the courtroom, The once again, like, I'm always hit or miss on this art, but that shot, that double splash page of the courtroom, 
I just think it's a cool image. Like, there's nothing real special, but there's a lot going on in it, and it's very well done. Uh, I also wonder if that's Batman undercover in the top right corner. There's, like, a guy. Oh. Like, I wonder if that's his, like, Matches Malone persona or something, but... He he looks like the professional. You know what movie I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Oh, um... Damn it. Y'all continue talking. <laughs> I will okay. I will pull this up while y'all are talking. I didn't have much. This was very short on this. I love the panel, obviously, where we get the the acid being thrown into Harvey's face, and then immediately the next panel is Maroney blowing out his birthday candles. Uh, I just think that's a cool image. It looks very cinematic. Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool to see like in live action if they ever did something like that in the future. And then the last is just when we learn that Dent, uh, when he's brought to the hospital for his like burns from the acid, uh, the doctor comes out and he's like, Mrs. Dent, your husband is gone. And she's like, no. And he's like, no, he's gone. He's escaped. And then he just falls over dead. Like, I was like, yeah. Oof. I was like, what the fuck? Who words it that way? <laughs> like when you're expecting her him to like either be alive or dead. And anyway, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, it was one of those that really like threw me off too. I was like, oh geez, and then like realizing that he was just escaped. But yeah, it's one of those like I mean, he was walking around with a with a knife in it or a scalpel in his back, whatever. Mm-hmm. So probably kind of hard to think straight <laughs> on that. I mean, I'd been thinking, hey, somebody needs to get the scalpel on my back and yeah. save me. Bump that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I would have been like. Help, <laughs> help. He was, had to have been in a room with a whole bunch of other doctors or something. Right? I did not see the acid splash coming. Like, I just, I was hoping we would get, like, the the origin of Two-Face in this. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I'm blind to stuff like this. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. Like, I honestly thought, like, I, there was a part of me, I know Vernon was put in as a plant, but then there was part of me that was, like, wondering if he had, like, kind of swapped sides, like, actually helping Harvey into where he was almost going to be poisoning Maroney there. Mm. So, back to the movie The Professional. It's Leon The Professional. And I don't know if the, the lead actor, if it's Jean or Jean Reno, but he plays Leon. And then Natalie Portman actually played oh. Matilda, who was the little girl in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I forget. It, it's uh, he's French. It's it's probably Jean, is how you pronounce his name. But yeah, I've never seen that movie. I need to. I hear it's quite good. I know what you're referring to now. I must say, it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. But the way he's got the cap on and the circle glasses mm-hmm. and the beard and stuff like that, he looks just like Leon the Professional. I got you. So, yeah, that's that's the vibes I was getting. But cool. And like we said, Carla got it in the coroner's office because she was nosy. Just stayed out of that business. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Chapter 12, Labor Day. Harvey meets Solomon. Batman seeks Harvey. Sal is moved for the last time as Jim and company come face-to-face with the holiday. My notes here were I love the Solomon Grundy rhyme that we sit there and you listed off earlier, Richard. Yeah. I just think that's really cool. I love that whole interaction with him. And Harvey. Yeah. They change it in. It's weird. When I was looking up the origin of, like, that poem and stuff, the poem is different in this. Like, it's slightly. Like, they say, married on a gray and grisly Wednesday, 
ill on a mild and mellow Tuesday. It's more illiterate, I guess, is what they were trying to do. Man, I fucking... This is probably my favorite issue for the art. I fucking love that first page of Harvey Dent with his face in bandages, and you see, like, yeah. the teeth have been eaten away at the acid, the eye is all damaged, mm-hmm. and then, like, even just the simplest little, like... It's like the third page, and it's the bottom panel, and it's just Harvey with, like, muck on his face with the bandages looking at Solomon Grundy. I just, I don't know why, I, I really like that art for some reason. It's very simplistic, there's nothing, like, super detailed about it, but I just really like it. I feel like, who was it? Was it Tim Sale did the artwork? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could have done a really good job on, like, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Do you issues of The Walking Dead? Like, that could have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with the art, the Gordon standing in Batman's shadow as, like, Batman's shadow is, like, yeah. casted onto him. I, I just love that image as well. And then the last, like, I really didn't have much to say about this issue other than I just love the the art and the panel work. Uh, the panel work where Holiday Killer is, um, it's, like, the last two pages, but uh, it's where they catch, supposedly, the Holiday Killer and I love that panel work of like the different images and then the reveal of supposedly who the holiday killer is. Yeah. Mine for the artwork was Batman being down in the basement of the mm. Dent house. And he's like halfway, like a, a quarter in the shadow, like yeah. a quarter of him is out of the shadows or whatever. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just knock on her door? Why are you going to be <laughs> creeping and go in her basement and just hang out behind stuff and then have a conversation with you like just go knock on the door like they've gone through enough because shit it's what I do that defines me <laughs> <laughs> that's great and then again like freaking calendar man is I, I just Dent Harvey Dent mm-hmm. the Gemini like I love I love all that just interactions mm-hmm. with him is great uh, I also love the way that the guard is drawn in this, like he seems like, I don't know, he's just like more time was taken to, to do his gear and the shadowing and the details and stuff like that. And then you got like Jim Gordon looking plain Jane over there with his like toupee hair and stuff. Yeah, I was very suspicious of that guard when I was first reading because I was like, that's a big old fucking guard. <laughs> I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't either, honestly. Again, because I'm stupid, I guess. I don't know. No, I was just like, I see a vice and and I'm like, oh, he did it. And then after that, it's like nothing. Uh, Again, this kind of, well, it gets revealed in the next issue, but this kind of also is what inspires the Dark Knight with Gordon. Yeah. uh, Impersonating the truck driver of that armored vehicle. Oh, yeah. That's what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at was that uh, let's let's just go on. Let's just go ahead and go to that. So. Yeah, I don't have much to say for that. The the, the second to the, the penultimate uh, issue. So let's just go to the last one. Chapter 13, Punishment. Alberto Falcone confronts his father and double downs as the holiday. Harvey releases everyone but Julian Day, the calendar man. Carmine is visited by his villainous crew. Two-Face turns himself in. Gilda reveals a secret to the readers. And yeah, I have I have a question and but before we get to that, like you were saying, it's revealed in this issue that Batman was the actual guard and I was like, Oh, that's super cool because yeah. you know, 
Gordon was the guard in the Dark Knight, presumed to be dead and stuff like that, and that's how they they used trickery or whatever to be able to catch the Joker. So, I don't know. It was really cool. I liked it. Yeah. I did not see Roberto being the holiday Alberto. killer. Alberto. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, I, I did not see him being the holiday killer, and I guess he's not really. There's, there's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so there's a lot of contention here, and they leave it ambiguous so that it can kind of be whatever the reader wants. But ultimately, there is three holiday killers, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so Alberto being one of them, I love the picture of, like, Batman standing over him after he's, like, you know pummeled him called him after it's like revealed or whatever but then he like goes ahead and beats the shit out of him some more and mm-hmm. Gordon has to stop him he's like gritting his teeth and everything I'm like Jesus Pete he beat the hell out of that big ear dude I'm just saying like he looks rough <laughs> he does have some big ears <laughs> <laughs> they're enormous in that mugshot. <laughs> but Alberto's whole thing was that he was born on Valentine's Day and his dad didn't show him any attention essentially like yeah that's what that's what his part of it was. Yeah. I mean, it was it was more of like his dad just never, like, never let him be part of the crime family. Never, like, nothing. Yeah. And he wanted to. So my theory is that he is lying through his teeth and he isn't the holiday killer per se. He's just taking the rap for it so that he will make a name for himself. Um. I mean, he does kill a couple of people that we know about um, until we reveal who, like, truly was the first holiday killer. I don't want to really say anything else until then and then sort of tell yeah. you my sort of thought process of how this all went down. Why would he? No, no. Then why would he fake his death, his own death? Because he, so at that point he knew, because I want to say, please uh, help me remember because I just watched the uh, the movie and I don't want to <laughs> confuse the two. But did not uh, Falcone make some speech on the boat that was kind of like a dig at Alberto? And I don't think so. Okay, the 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 movie does that and it kind of flushes it out better. But Falcone is very much like you're not part of the family. Like, or, I mean, you are, but like you're not part of the business. And right, he wants to make a a name for himself. So I think around New Year's Eve is when he does it or when he just, when he, okay, I'm just going to have to spoil who the holiday killer is or (laughs) whenever the next, the second holiday killer, I can do it that way. Whenever the second holiday killer kills Alberto, I think he shoots him and he dies. He falls overboard and Alberto probably survived somehow. I don't think he faked his death per se. But then Michael also, hang on, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking while saying all this. Michael said there's two panels where they find his body. So part of me wonders if they intentionally didn't need, didn't want Alberto to be, like, that reveal of Alberto being the holiday killer. Correct. Um, they Yeah, that's the whole reason they took those panels out was originally because in all the other one, all the other holiday killings, there was a body. And so they took those two panels out because they didn't want there to be a body. Okay. But you know that Alberto, yes, he probably survived from the the actual holiday killer. Mm-hmm. And 
but because he survived, he had to kill the coroner. Right, because he knew. So, yeah, because the coroner knew. Yeah, that he had survived. And that so, that wasn't that wasn't actual Alberto Falcone. And yeah, and then anyway, w- until we reveal, we'll talk more about it. <laughs> I love all the villains getting together and yes. going to Cormon's hideout. I thought that was great. Uh, I even like this like penguin who's just really weird looking, especially like goofy teeth as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got a huge monocle and then that teeth. It's just yeah, right. it's very goofy. And then he's got the flipper hands. I don't know if y'all see that, but yes. Oh yeah, it's weird. Yes, super short too, <laughs> like Jarvis Tech short. Uh, I like how. Two-Face is still in the shadows. Yeah. The full-page reveal of him is really awesome as well. Really dug that. Batman comes in, tries to save the day. He's not... I, I like how they go all black and white whenever the smoke bomb comes in as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, I honestly love the narration there too, Michael. Like, where he's talking about his dad. Like, he's quoting something from his dad from when he has, like, an old recording yes. of it. And he's like, when Face... With a seemingly insurmountable problem, the only option is to act swift. Uh, some might even say irrationally, removing the most dangerous elements first. And anyway, it's just really cool. Well, it explains why he went for the Joker first and then how Poison Ivy was next. And then he went for the little guys after that, just threw them in a net. And like Catwoman was the very last one out of all of them. And he questions her alliances and stuff. Uh, how do you how do you feel, Richard, about Harvey Dent's two tone suit? Yeah, uh, my note for that is I love the face, not the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping back when I read this that because he was down in the sewers that he would just have a suit that just one half of it just looked really fucking ratty and gross yeah. uh, from like acid <laughs> spilling on it and just being down in the sewer. Yeah, but it's it's better than the uh, the uh, Tommy Lee Jones two face. Uh, yes. Yes, much better. Poor Vernon got it because, you know, he was he was in on it and helped get the acid to uh, put on Harvey. Yep. And Batman was late to that murder. So, and he even says, too late. <laughs> um, and then here's that panel. Skip a little bit further in. You see, you, you know, you got Harvey and Batman and, and Gordon all talking together and stuff like that. And you see that panel again of them all. Where it's a up looking shot. Yeah, cool. And you see the three of them circle oh, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So it's like back to that. That's neat. Make the full year turn around. Mm-hmm. Very surprised it didn't turn himself in. I was not I was not expecting that at all. Well see this is why I, I was like bitching about like Tommy Lee's thing. Like Dent is all about, you know, the like law and like how it's really just up to like a fifty fifty chance kind of thing. Um that's why I kinda like like this version of Dent and why I have like beef with the Tommy Lee Jones version. I can see that. I can see that. that. That shocked me. I was like, oh, okay. Then. But he does drop the bomb here of where there were two holiday killers. So like, and I, and I don't even think he's acknowledging Alberto at this point in time. Yeah. Like looking back and things and stuff like that, knowing the, knowing Gilda's secret, like, I don't think, So can we just go ahead and say now? <laughs> yeah. Gilda was the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Gilda was the other holiday killer, and she has, like, a whole story, and she's, like, burning basically all the evidence. 
And she says how she left the clues at the murder scenes and stuff like that. And yeah, so explain the holidays that she did too. The Thanksgiving, the Christmas one. Um, what else did she do? She stopped at Christmas. Is that where she stopped? Yeah. And then Harvey was the one that murdered Alberto on New Year's. Yeah. And then Alberto took the the mantle from there. From, yep. from there on. So that's why I think there's three holiday killers. Because she said, uh, but when Alberto Falcone was shot on New Year's and you came home late that night, your hair was wet even though you were wearing a hat. Yeah. But. And her motivation was she wanted to have a family. She moved here with Harvey to Gotham to start a new life. She wanted to have a family with Harvey, but Harvey was so in, in, in like into his work and he was obsessed with the uh, Falcone family and taking them down and all this stuff that she was hoping that she could basically just kill them and then cause like an infighting and then bring down the crime family so Harvey would have less time and spend more time with her kind of thing. Yeah. yeah and that was, it was just such a major, like, I mean, it was a plot twist there at the end. Uh, I, I definitely didn't see coming. And I was like, oh, that's... I didn't either. That's interesting. Yeah. So, well, and her motives, like you were saying, are, are totally legit as well. Because mm. yeah. one of the other things that she was saying was, I wanted it all done because that's when you said you would have time. Yep. Yep. So it was all about, like, clearing up the streets so that he could rest so they could have time together. It's like, wow, that's, man. Yeah. Basically the same thing Batman's doing. <laughs> Just not, well. She's lethal. Like, it's argued whether <laughs> these are, like, dead the ones that batman comes in contact with but <laughs> and uh i think michael like i think you're right like i think harvey at the time just thought there was two holiday killers because and when he's in arkham like in his padded cell he just says like gilda mm-hmm. like i think he's just thinking back onto her like hoping that she doesn't get caught as well maybe or whatever i don't know it's it's left to interpret however you want to it's like him Some people think it's like him finally realizing who the second holiday killer was or what, but, um, I, maybe, yeah. I mean, there's, there's maybe so there's a ton of ways you could go about this. Um, but yeah, I, I love this twist. I love the story. It's not like a good Batman detective story, but it's a very cool, like whodunit murder mystery. Yeah. And because it's 13 issues, it's a real easy read. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just fun. I highly, highly recommend someone who hasn't. We've already spoiled it now, but for some reason, if you want to read it, go ahead and read it. <laughs> I, I still think it's worth reading. Like I said, yeah. this will probably be one of those books that I actually have like my yearly read on because it, it really was a fun book to read. And, you know, the artwork may have been hit or miss or whatever the case was, but it was easy to read. And it it was just a fun read. I mean, even knowing like at the end what happens. Seeing all the things that we didn't speak on, like... Yeah. And then just seeing everything unfold for yourself, I think it's totally worth reading. Yeah. More than one. They, um... Yeah, I completely agree. Sorry, I just remembered, back on the first issue where they alluded to a little clue of who the holiday killer was, you saw them, like, working on the, like, the murder weapon. It's in, like, a vice, and he's filing off the, uh, the serial numbers off the, uh, the gun... Mm-hmm. There's another shot of Harvey at that same workbench. He's like shirtless. Uh, Gilda calls down to him and and he says something like, "What's up?" It's the same workbench. So 
if you see that, like rereading it and then seeing that and then this, you're like, oh, they did sort of put a slight clue. So you you were kind of right, Michael. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. They had me going back and forth though the whole time. Yes. I was like, is he? It, and they kept building on it that it was, but I, I never saw Alberto. I ne- even after. I was like, okay, Alberto, and it was, you know, Two-Face. Yeah. But then when they threw Guild in there, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> you three-timed me. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same. Like, the Guild one really, like, made my jaw drop when yeah. I realized it. But anyway. Jeremy, what do you think? You think, uh, as far as recommending this to anybody, since you're the kind of the noob or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, yeah, it would be one that I definitely would recommend because it was, it was one that I... Like I said at the beginning, like I, I still wanted to keep reading it to find out who who the killer was, and it 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 was enough of cliffhangers to want you to keep reading, but not get annoyed by the cliffhanger kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so I I yeah, that was really good to me, and I it was, it's a good fun read, and like I said, it's pretty easy to get through. So nothing, it's not too wordy or anything like that. So it's a a good story yeah what about reading uh does this make you want to read dark victory now which is the sequel to this yeah um yeah i mean i wouldn't yeah i I wouldn't mind reading it just to to see what what happens um maybe if she gets a new life or or how it keeps going so there's also a long halloween special that came out i think last year either last year or the year before that but it kind of continues on from this story here and I want to say it actually continues on talking about Gilda Uh, I have not gotten a chance to read that yet but I am interested in reading that and seeing what else like kind of happens and goes on from there Yeah, if they close anything else up so Hmm. interesting yeah because I know Dark Victory doesn't really delve into anything with her and obviously year one is before that I think we should definitely read year one it's quite good Oh, yeah. It's like a four-parter, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Once again, I read it like as a trade paperback kind of thing. I have no earthly idea. Yeah, I see. Well, y'all got anything else? No, I'm good. Awesome. Jeremy, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Did you, uh, did you play that Spider-Man? Not yet. <laughs> I haven't downloaded, but I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, Richard, can they find you playing Spider-Man? Uh, not on Twitch. No, I don't. I don't do that. But yes, if you want to come over to my house, you can find me playing Spider-Man. Uh, but no, if you want to contact me directly, I have a X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, an Instagram, and a Threads. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. And if you want to check us out, or excuse me, if you want to contact us directly, <laughs> we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. (laughs) (laughs) I said, fuck it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. 
You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank y'all so much for listening. Happy holidays. Happy Halloween. And uh, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Bye, Jeremy. See you next Halloween. Halloween. <laughs>